Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of What Are You Talking About, presented by FenleyRoadSports.com. I am your host, Bob. Uh, Before we get into the meat of the podcast, just a quick announcement. This will be our last episode of the year. That sounds a little bit bigger than what the break actually is going to be. We're just taking a quick, less than two-week break. uh, As the holidays are getting nearer, our schedules are getting a little busier. We want to spend more time with our families. So we are taking just a mini vacation from what are you talking about? Um, you know, looking back, this is our first year. Uh, we, we did our first episode right after the Super Bowl, and we have not missed a week. In fact, we've uh, with our bonus podcast, we've done we've, we're averaging more than one episode a week. So it will be nice to take just a quick break. But believe you me, we will absolutely be back in those first couple of days of January to talk about everything we missed, particularly uh, those college football playoff games that are happening right on New Year's Eve. Um, You know, New Year's is a time to get a little introspective, to look back on the year you had and look forward uh, and make some goals for the upcoming year. And looking back at the year that Chris and I had with this podcast with FenleyRoadSports.com, I cannot thank anybody enough who has taken the time to listen to an episode taking the time to give us any kind of feedback, be it positive or critical. Um, If you listen to an episode, thank you so much for listening and uh, looking forward. uh, Chris and I have had so much fun doing the podcast and running the website that we absolutely are committed to, to having an even better year in 2016. We have some experience under our belts and we'll absolutely have more better content uh, rolling out in 2016 for you guys. So thank you again for a great inaugural year, and we hope to see you again in the new year. But before we send you off, we do have one final podcast to get to, and I have talked way too much without introducing my co-host. He's my older brother, Chris. Chris, what's up, man? Not much. No one has spoiled Star Wars yet for me, so (laughs) I'm happy. But I swear, if someone spoils it for me, I'm going to be extremely upset. I think the first wave of moviegoers are, are watching it right now as we as we are recording so uh yeah that will be exciting to check out it's been a long time since i've seen a star wars movie i can wait a couple more days but uh i do like the energy of an opening night premiere i ho- i think it's gonna be awesome i i think the re- final results for the weekend aren't in yet but i think it's gonna top 300 million domestic that's my big over under prediction my bold prediction over 300 million for that one yeah, I could easily see that, and uh, I could easily see it being awesome. I think uh, one of J.J. Abrams' best strengths is nostalgia and hearkening back to those great Steven Spielberg and George Lucas movies of the late 70s and early 80s. So it's in good hands, and I- I'm pretty excited to go check it out uh, when I do have the chance. All righty, but enough about Star Wars. This is a sports podcast, and we have a ton of bowl games to get to. 40 bowl games on tap, not counting the national championship game, and only about 10, maybe 12 are worth your time. So we're going to help you out here. Bob and I are going to go through them all. We're going to pick the winner, but we're going to tell you whether or not we're watching it. So we're going to save you a lot of time here with this podcast, give you a public service, and let you trim through this list to see which bowl games are worth your time or not. So, starting it off, the New Mexico Bowl. As its name implies, it's in New Mexico. And it's Arizona versus New Mexico. Bob, are you watching it? No. Neither am I. I got Arizona. 
Yeah, I'm picking Arizona. I don't know much about New Mexico, though. They do have home field. So, uh, all right, moving on to the Las Vegas Bowl on the same day, BYU versus Utah. I am watching this one. Chris, are you going to watch it? I agree with you. I think this one's worth watching. We've talked about the Holy War before, how conference realignment has killed it. BYU, Utah, they're already talking smack. Yes, this is actually a rare early bowl that's worth watching. This is a tough one to pick, too. It's a pretty good matchup uh, so early in the bowl season. I'm leaning towards Utah. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards Utah as well. Uh, BYU started off strong, I mean, and Utah started off stronger. Uh, I just I think Utah is a better team. It's the Holy War in Sin City. I mean, that's probably the best tagline of the Bulls season right there. Uh, they haven't that played since good. twenty. They haven't played since twenty thirteen, uh, just due to conference realignment and Utah scheduling a home and away with Michigan. They are getting this rivalry back next year, but it's the first time they're playing the rivalry in postseason play. It's Bronco Mendenhall's last game at BYU before moving over to Virginia. So emotion will be even more high for BYU. So I'm definitely interested in watching it. And you're right. It's a rare early bowl season game that is going to have some drama to it. Tough one to pick, though. All righty. So moving on. Got to go back to the vegetables here. The Camilla Bowl, Ohio versus Appalachian State. Are you watching this one? No, I, I am not, though. Uh, I'm picking Appalachian State, though. It'll be their first uh, second year in the FBS, and they might ha- already have a bowl win. I don't have much to say about this. I'll let the song do the talking. Just go with it, Bob. <laughs> Appalachian State all the way. What is the song that you're playing? Nothing is hotter than ASU. They're going to beat Ohio, and they're going to win the Camilla Bowl. The prestigious Camilla Bowl. (laughs) They will show the world why they are hot, hot, hot Appalachian (laughs) State. All right, well, that is definitely a first. Um, Wow, very good. You you warned me something was going to happen, and... uh, yeah, you def- I did not see that one coming. So very good, very good. Uh, yeah, we're both in agreement, Appalachian State. Moving on to the Auto Nation Cure Bowl, San Jose State versus Georgia State. Chris, are you watching this one? Nope, they need the curious of this bad bowl game. I'm going to take Georgia State just because. Yeah, I'm picking Georgia State because from 2012 to 2014 georgia state was two and 33 and now they're playing for a bowl that's kind of interesting i don't have facts for every single one but i thought that was a good fact uh moving on to the new orleans bowl arkansas state versus louisiana tech who you got i'm not watching it and i honestly have no clue i'll just take arkansas state yeah i'm definitely not watching this one and just to be different i will take louisiana tech uh have no idea though Miami Beach Bowl, nice place. Probably a bad bowl game, though. You watching this? This is on December 21st. Those last five were on the 19th. Uh, No, I'm not watching it, and I'm picking Western Kentucky. They play good offense. Yeah, we'll go with Western Kentucky as well. Why not? The the last bowl pick I did, by the way, I went like 11 and 35 because, I mean, these bowls are ridiculous. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, Western Kentucky, though, Brandon Dowdy, uh, one of the best – passing seasons a quarterback has had this year so 
moving on, December 22nd, Potato Bowl, Akron versus Utah State. Who do you got? Well, I'm not watching it, and I'll take Utah State. As much as I want to take Akron, I know enough about Akron to know that they're not that good. <laughs> well, by virtue of playing Utah State, I would assume that they're somewhat similar, but I'm picking Utah State. I'm not watching it either. I'm not really interested. All righty, we got the Boca Raton Bowl, Toledo versus Temple. This actually intrigues me. I will watch this one, another rare one for me, December 22nd, an early bowl game. But Toledo had an outside shot at being in the New Year's Six. Toledo played for, or excuse me, Temple played for a chance to be in the New Year's Six uh, by losing that American championship. So both of these teams could have had bigger bowl dreams. It's an interesting matchup early on between two kind of strong teams from power conferences. Uh, Bob, are you watching this one? Uh, no, not really. I, I do like Temple this year, but you know Toledo for me isn't all that interesting. I'm not watching it. But I can understand why you are interested. Way to just shoot me down there. I'm sorry. I, I mean, my time is precious during the holidays, and I, the Boca of Tom Bull just didn't do it for me this year. Okay. Who you got, though? Oh, uh, I'm picking Temple. Uh, they they've had a really good year. Uh, their linebacker won the Nagurski Award. I'm I'm going with them. Yeah, I'll pick Temple too. Uh, again, I know enough about the MAC to know that it's an okay conference. I'm not trying to hate on the MAC, but Temple had a fantastic year. Yeah, absolutely. All right, moving on. December 23rd, the Poinsettable, Boise State versus Northern Illinois. Are you watching this one? No, probably not, because both these teams kind of underachieved. Um, I'll take Boise State just because Northern Illinois is a team that that played solid, but ultimately was only okay. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Boise State. I'm not watching it. These, it, this kind of sounds like a good game, but they, like you said, they didn't really have good years. Uh, Northern Illinois, if they lose this game, they'll have six losses for the first time since '09. So. Uh, they've had a successful run, but it's just not that interesting to me this year. Now, if this game were played like two years ago, I'd definitely watch it because these two teams traditionally have been knocking on the door of the BCS. Yes, absolutely. But, all right, go Daddy Bowl. Wonder if Dan Kapatrick will be there. Bowling Green versus Georgia Southern. Bob, are you watching? No, I'm not. And uh, when my friends went with the band when Miami was in the Go Daddy Bowl, Danica Patrick was there. So I think it's in her contract to show up at the game. I'm not watching this game. Uh, I'm picking Bowling Green. If you like scoring, I think this might be a bowl for you, though. Uh, both these teams like to put up points in very interesting ways. Yeah, I'll take Bowling Green just because my our mom went to Bowling Green. And so going to cheer for the Falcons. They're, they're the MAC champions. You know, I, I think that's a good pick as well. Uh, moving on to the Popeyes Bahamas Bowl, uh, Middle Tennessee State versus Western Michigan. Uh, both these teams are winners because they're playing in the Bahamas. Chris, are you going to watch this game? No, I'm not, and I will pick Western Michigan just because. Yeah, uh, I'm not watching it, and though I will say last year's Bahamas Bowl was ridiculous. Uh, I believe Memphis played in that one, and that was like that big fight and everything. And I'm going with Western Michigan as well. Uh, don't know too much about those teams, though. All righty. December 26th, the Hawaii Bowl. Worst place. There are worse places to play a bowl game. Cincinnati versus San Diego State. Bob, are you watching this one? No, I am not. And uh, I think I'll, I'll go with Cincinnati just because I know Gunnar Keel's there and he's a good quarterback. I'll stick with the Ohio team as well. Cincinnati it is. All right. Moving on to the St. Petersburg Bowl. Connecticut versus Marshall Chris, are you watching this one? 
Nope, and I will take Connecticut. Yeah, I'm just going to pick Marshall. It was hard for me to ask you if you're watching that with a straight face because that sounds terrible. (laughs) 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 Yeah, I mean, all right, man. We still got, what, about like 35 more of these to go? It's crazy. I think we got through 10 at least. (laughs) Yeah, I think so too. But the Sun Bowl, it's got to be sunshine there. Miami, Florida versus Washington State. Bob, who you got? I'm going to go with Miami. Uh, this could start Brad Kaya's uh, Heisman and NFL draft prospect campaign, and it's Mark Rick's first game at, at South Beach, so I'm picking Miami. But I am not watching it. It doesn't sound that too interesting. I'm not watching it either. If it were Miami versus Georgia, now that would be fun, the Mark Rick versus yes. his old school. But unfortunately, that did not happen. I will take Miami as well. All right. Moving on to the heart of Dallas Bull, we have Washington versus Southern Miss. Chris, are you watching this one? Nope, and I will take. I'll do the. I'll take Southern Miss. That might be a light upset. Yeah, uh, I could see that happening. Uh, I'm just going with Washington because I think they might been a little underrated this year. But I'm. I'm not watching that game. Oh no, neither am I. The Pinstripe Bowl, which I believe is played in Yankee Stadium, Indiana yes. versus Duke. If this were a basketball game, I would definitely watch it. But it's a football game, so I'm not watching it at all. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a, a great basketball game. I wonder if somebody's going to buy the ticket thinking they're going to a basketball game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's going to be outdoors at Yankee Stadium. Um, I'm, not, I'm not watching it. Uh, both these teams showed flashes in the year to do something good with their season, uh, but it just didn't really happen. I'm not watching it, and I'm going with Indiana. I'm actually going to pick Duke. Um, I, I think Indiana is a little bit overrated. I think that they're maybe in a year or two, they'll be good. They've been building up. I think Duke is kind of already there a little bit underrated. Um, so, yeah, I know I'm picking against the Big Ten. It's crazy, right? Nah, I mean, no, not really. <laughs> I did, these ga- The fact that uh, Indiana versus Duke is going to have an implication on the overall strength of Ohio State and Michigan State is is a very foolish part of the college football debate. Um, I, I agree. I think uh, I think more weight should be placed on those big New Year's Day bowl games that we will get to in a minute. There are some good matchups that the Big Ten has, but we'll get to those in a minute. Yeah. All right. Keeping this train moving, we got the Independence Bowl, Tulsa versus Virginia Tech. Chris, are you watching this one? This is like a week one matchup. Why is this a bowl? <laughs> no, I'm not watching it. Not, I will pick Virginia Tech. Yeah, I'm going with Virginia Tech just because the Frank Beamer uh, farewell tour, uh, this is its last stop. Um, might as well. I'm not watching it, though, because Tulsa, I mean, really? Come on. But it's better than the Foster Farms Bowl featuring 5-7 and seven Nebraska against UCLA. Bob, are you watching this? Um, If, if you aren't a follower of current college football, you might accidentally tune in this game thinking you're going to see good college <laughs> football. Uh, Cause these are two classically historic, great programs. Uh, no, I'm not watching it because Nebraska is five and seven. I mean, you know, UCLA is a little bit better, uh, but no, I'm not watching it. I'm picking UCLA. I am too. Nebraska did beat Michigan state, but UCLA should beat Nebraska. Yeah. And they lost to seven other teams as well. So what does Nebraska do? <laughs> you know, I'm just saying it's, it's yeah, possible. I know, they I know, I know. a team that's in the playoffs. No, absolutely. 
All right, moving on to uh, December 28th, the Military Bowl, Pittsburgh versus Navy. Chris, who you got? I if there's one, I, I'm not watching it, but if there's one game in my not watch list, I might watch it. Would be this one. Pittsburgh had a silently quiet good year, and Navy almost had an exceptionally special year. If, the, if Navy could have won that American and been on the New Year's Six, that would have been awesome. Um, so it's on my not watch list, but you could convince me to watch it. I will pick Navy. Hopefully, they cap their season off on a high note. Yeah, uh, it it you know I'm I might actually watch this game. I know we're only we're only we're, we have a set limit of games, but I'm saying no for it. Uh, and I'm picking Navy just because of the year Keenan Reynolds has had and the year Navy has had. Uh, if they win this game, eleven the first eleven game season in their program history, so that'll be a very nice cap to their year. Alrighty, the quick lane bowl. I think half of the fun of the bowl season is reading the names of all the bowls. There are some crazy ones out there. Yes. Quick lane isn't the craziest, but it's kind of an odd one. Central Michigan versus Minnesota. Years past, Central Michigan was a kind of a good team. They've fallen off. I am not watching this one, Bob. Are you? No, I, I'm not interested. Um, I do think Central Michigan could win, though, and I'm picking them. Oh, they certainly could win because Minnesota has been probably one of the, at least in the Big Ten, the big, most disappointing team. A lot of people picked them to win that West Division. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Central Michigan won, but I'm going to take Minnesota. Hopefully they can end their season on a high note after what happened with Jerry Kill having to step down midway through the year with his uh, you know, seizures and, and that condition. So hopefully Minnesota can kind of salvage a season that had some high expectations. Yeah, definitely. Um, okay, moving on to December 29th, we have the Armed Forces Bull, Air Force versus California. Chris, are you watching this one? I am not. Uh, if you're looking for the uh, NFL draft, uh, Jared Goff right. could be the best quarterback in the draft, uh, obviously fighting with uh, Memphis's Paxton Lynch. So if you want to scout the NFL draft a little early, you might want to watch it. But I am not. I will take California, though. Yeah, I'm not interested in watching it. Uh I would, you know, if the only reason I would is for the NFL draft, like you said, uh, I'm picking California. True that. All right. The Russell Athletic Bowl, North Carolina versus Baylor, two teams that could have been in the playoffs. Baylor got snake bit by injuries. Bob, are you watching it? I'm tempted to, uh, but no, just because Baylor's wheels have fallen off and UNC still has yet to beat a quality opponent. So it sounds a lot better and... Uh, you know, these are two teams that, that we still need to, we need for them to prove something. So, you know, for a bowl game, it, it's probably just a little bit of fool's gold. I'm not watching it and I'm picking Baylor to win. Yeah, this is definitely fool's gold. North Carolina played two FCS teams, lost to South Carolina, had an overall pretty weak schedule. Baylor, I think, is on like their fourth quarterback. So on paper, it looks better than it might actually be. Um, I am actually going to pick North Carolina with all the injuries to Baylor. I think UNC will win, but it wouldn't surprise me if North Carolina turns out to be a little bit overrated. Yeah, I think it could definitely go either way. Um, that's just kind of how bull season turns out sometimes. Uh, for now, if teams. Baylor, I'm sorry, if Baylor was at full strength, no doubt. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and if Baylor is at full strength, I don't think they would be playing in the Russell Athletic Bowl to begin True. with. Uh, but yeah. Okay, so uh, moving on to the – here's a good one. The Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. This is uh, this is the probably the lowest point of the bowl season. We have Nevada versus Colorado State, 
two Mountain West opponents that uh, should have played in October, but they're playing in the postseason. Chris, are you going to watch this one? No, this is a conference game, not a bowl game. Why are these two teams playing each other? This makes zero sense. I refuse to watch it. I'm taking Colorado State. I don't know why. I'm just taking Colorado State. Yeah, I'm I'm not watching this at all just out of protest. And then on top of the fact it's Colorado State and Nevada. And I'm going with Colorado State too. Actually, they've had kind of a quietly good year for a down program. So. All righty, the Texas Bowl. Wonder what state that one's played in. Texas Tech versus LSU. Bob, you're watching it, and who you got? I'm not watching it, though, you know, you kind of get the feeling that bowl season is ramping up a little bit. This is actually a, a, a decent matchup. I'm going with LSU. Uh, Leonard Fournette can uh, eclipse 2,000 yards if he, if he has a really good, really good night. Um, I'm just picking LSU. I will pick LSU as well. Though if Texas Tech wins, that'll be a 2-0 and against the SEC for Texas Tech. Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty solid. That's a good way to, uh, at least they could salvage a little bit out of a solid season. Yeah, they showed flashes at different times. All right, so moving on to the Birmingham Bowl. Good for them for not having a sponsor. Um, we got Auburn versus Memphis. Chris, are you watching this one? I am not, but if you want to see arguably the best quarterback in the upcoming draft, Paxton Lynch, tune in and watch Memphis. Auburn, the wheels completely fell off this year. Talk about a team that had super high expectations and just just did not live up to any of them. I'm going to take Memphis because our sister went there. I think Paxton Lynch is the real deal. Yeah, I'm not watching it either, um, and I am picking Memphis. Uh, I don't know. Auburn was 6-6, six and six, very disappointing. Will Muschamp has already left being a defensive coordinator so i i don't know if that's going to mean the auburn tigers defense is going to be even worse which uh i mean look out paxton lynch could could put up a lot of points so i'm going with memphis in that one all righty the belk bowl battle of two states mississippi state versus north carolina state bob you're watching this one and who you got no, I'm not watching it but i uh am picking mississippi state just because dak prescott is one of the best players in college football right now and it might be his last game i think it actually is his last game definitely agree with that i think mississippi state uh, got beat up by the sec west they're a pretty good team masked in maybe a few extra losses i think they'll win handily yeah absolutely uh moving on to the franklin american mortgage music city bowl here in uh my home nashville tennessee chris are you watching this one I am not, but I no, I am not actually because my friends who are from Louisville won't be up uh, for this game. If they were, we'd probably be watching it together. But I am not. Um, just to appease them, I will pick Louisville. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not watching it. Um, I I think Louisville is a good pick, especially news is coming out that Texas A&M's losing its two top quarterbacks uh, in Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray. They're both transferring. They were both five star quarterbacks, so. I don't really know who's going to be throwing the ball for AM. Louisville seems like a safe pick for that one. Man, and, and Baker Mayfield a few years ago transferred for Texas A&M. I mean, all these quarterbacks seem to be transferring from Texas A&M. Yeah, it's very strange, especially, you know, Kyle Allen is understandable because he started off the year as the guy and then lost it to the true freshman, Kyler Murray. But now that they're both leaving, uh, it's, it's very head-scratching, so... Who knows what's going on with uh, Kevin Maybe Sumlin and his quarterback? Kevin Sumlin's taking a job somewhere. Don't want to start a rumor, but 
I don't know. Oh. I mean, <laughs> I mean, that's how rumors are started. So. All righty. So this one is actually <laughs> this next bowl, the Holiday Bowl. It's actually a pretty good one. I will be watching it. Wisconsin versus Southern California. Two teams that Southern California had four, well, five losses if you count the conference title game. Wisconsin, uh, a quietly solid season. It's a tough one to pick, too. First off, Bob, are you going to watch it? And who are you going to pick? I'm interested to watch it. Uh, I'm picking USC um, because I think USC is just a more talented team. They won their division in the Pac-12, and they can use this as a launching point into maybe next year being their being a, a college football playoff team. Wisconsin, for me, uh, just in terms of picking this game, Wisconsin didn't really beat anybody of worth. The, the teams that they did, the ranked teams that they played, they lost to and lost to kind of handedly. So I, I just kind of am kind of doubting them heading into this game. I really want Wisconsin to win, but I think USC has gotten better as the year went on. It is in on the West Coast, advantage Southern California. I hope Wisconsin proves me wrong, but I think USC will win. You are right. Wisconsin, every team they played, they didn't look, every good team they played, they didn't really look good against. So I think USC will win. All right. All right. Now we are on to the big day of bowl games, New Year's Day. You might be wondering where the New Year's Six are. We're saving them for the end, so you're going to have to keep listening. The Outback Bowl, going out back tonight, Bob, but this is actually a pretty good matchup. Northwestern versus Tennessee. Who you got, Bob? Yeah, uh, I, I like this matchup. It's a game that I'm definitely going to be watching. Um, I th- I'm inclined to pick Tennessee. I'm interested to see how Tennessee, uh, with their run pass threat at quarterback with Josh Dobbs, how that responds to a a classic traditional big 10 defensive team in Northwestern Northwestern had a very good quiet year, you know, the win against Stanford, uh, you know, finishing in the top 15, I believe in the rankings and Tennessee, uh, had some ups and downs. We saw them hold close with Oklahoma and Alabama two college football playoff teams. Let's, you know, this could be a launching point. Just like I said, for USC, this could be a stepping point for, for Tennessee going into the next year as SEC East favorites and maybe college football playoff favorites. I am picking Northwestern. Quietly, the Wildcats have had a fantastic season. I think Tennessee was a little bit overrated and maybe a year away from being really strong. But Northwestern's Pat Fitzgerald has had this program playing at a very strong level for them. This isn't their first time to the Outback Bowl. This isn't their first time playing on New Year's Day. I think they had the experience. I think they have a very well-coached team. I am definitely watching it, and I think Northwestern is going to win and kind of put a stamp on what has been a very strong season for them and maybe position themselves to make some bigger noise next year. Yeah, I think I think that's the theme for both these teams, just poising themselves for for the next year. Uh, you know, we, we keep saying with Tennessee – Maybe these guys will get it together for next year. I think if Tennessee loses this game, you know, people might start getting very critical of Butch Jones because they've given him a lot of time to build up the program and, and they're going to want to see some results at some point. I agree with that. I think they'll get critical and the seat maybe will get a little hot, but I think next year's the money year for Tennessee. I think the expectations in the preseason were a little bit much for the volunteers. I think they 
going into the season, I thought they were a year away. They played Oklahoma very tough. They lost. I mean, they had them beat, and Oklahoma came roaring back. So Tennessee has shown that they can play with the big teams. It just hasn't been able to finish the big teams yet. I think next year they'll take the step forward, but right now it's Northwestern's time. I think they'll win the game. All right, that's a good pick. Uh, another game going on that day, the Citrus Bowl. We got Michigan versus Florida. This sounds like a good matchup. Chris, are you going to watch it? Yes, I am, because it's a nostalgic matchup for me. Michigan-Florida was Lloyd Carr's last game in 2007, or technically 2008, the, the 2007 season, the 08 bowl game. Because technically, these games are now 2016 now, man. We've crossed over into a new year. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm definitely going to watch it. It's a classic Big Ten versus SEC matchup. Even if the two teams aren't what they were, they're both kind of turning the corner. you got to wonder what Florida would have been had they not lost their quarterback, maybe even in the playoff, because they were they would have dominated that SEC East a little bit more. So I think this is going to be branded as a classic Big Ten SEC matchup, and, and so is the Northwestern game. Those two games are going to be big for the Big Ten. If the Big Ten can win both of those New Year's Day games, that'll go a long way to putting a strong stamp on this bowl season. So I have to pick the rivals from up north, Michigan, just like in 07 when they upset Tim Tebow and Urban Meyer. Yeah, they're doing it again. Um, Yeah, I, I'm not watching this. Uh, I would watch it if Florida were at, at full strength or if Florida showed any sign of life at the very end of the season. They went into overtime against Florida Atlantic and then followed that up by putting up uh, – Two points against Florida State and then 15 points against Alabama. One of the uh, one of those touchdowns against Alabama was a return touchdown. So essentially, only scoring one touchdown against Florida State and Alabama combined. I, Florida is just limping right now. They're they're very much a lame duck. They will give Michigan trouble on the defensive side, absolutely. But Michigan is a very good defensive team and will be able to just key in on Florida's run game. I don't think it's going to be close. I think Michigan's going to win this handedly. And, uh, you know, and I think they really should ha- win it handedly. All right. Are you ready to slay some taxes, Bob? It's tax season. Tax Slayer Bowl. These two teams are ready to slay some taxes on January 2nd. Your boys from Georgia versus Penn State, another Big Ten SEC matchup. Bob, are you watching this and who you got? Well, it's not one of my official picks. Uh, I'll probably honestly will watch it and you may Um, have no choice but to watch it yeah but to be honest uh this does not sound like a fun game georgia won't be coaching with its head coach defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator and the head coach that they that they hired kirby smart is a little busy around new year's day uh i don't think if alabama loses on new year's eve he's gonna coach on january 2nd for the bulldogs so um you have no idea what to expect from georgia uh, yeah, I, I I have to go and go ahead and pick Penn State because I have no idea who's coaching for Georgia and what the mindset's going to be for them. Interesting tidbit, though, this is a rematch of the 1983 Sugar Bowl where Penn State beat Georgia 27-23 to in route to winning the national championship. That was when Georgia was ranked number one and uh, had Herschel Walker and all that. So this will be a good good historical rematch it looks good on paper but uh just with georgia's coaching change and the fact that they don't have their new coaching staff in place uh, it doesn't sound that fun to me now they're just playing for a tax refund first they were playing (laughs) for a national championship now they're just playing for that tax refund but 
Yeah, I, I mean, call me a Big Ten homer, but I am going to take Penn State. They quite they had a solid year again, kind of like Wisconsin. They played they played a lot of good teams. They were a little bit closer in those games than Wisconsin was, but they they haven't beaten the good teams yet. This could be a chance to maybe turn that corner and get back to the old glory days of Penn State, Georgia. The 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 wheels unnecessarily fell off. I disagreed with the Mark Rick firing. Uh, but Georgia has just decided to go in another direction after just being on the cusp for so long. Um, so it's unfortunate because I thought Rick was a very good coach and he got hired like three days later by Miami. So that should tell you something. But yeah, yeah I think there's too much uncertainty with Georgia right now. I'm going to go Penn State. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to, to watch all your friends go to national titles while you're sitting there with just as much talent and not not making it happen for Georgia. Um you know, we talked about NFL draft prospects. Christian Hackenberg for Penn State was once thought to be the number one overall pick, uh, maybe at the start of the season even. Uh, he's had kind of a up-and-down campaign, but look for him. If he has a statement game, he could propel himself into the top ten. I think he could be a good value pick, uh, probably the best quarterback not getting drafted in the first round. So I, I'd watch out for Hackenberg. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see. All right, moving on. We got some more games on January 2nd. The AutoZone Liberty Bowl. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Kansas State versus Arkansas. Who you got? I'm not watching this. You can not give me Liberty. Don't give me death either. Just don't give me Liberty. The Liberty Bowl. (laughs) I am reluctantly picking Arkansas. Yeah, I mean, Arkansas is one of my most entertaining teams. I think I've said that before. So who knows what's going to happen um, I'm not watching it, but for an entertainment value and for a coaching dichotomy, Brent Bielema, who cannot keep his mouth shut, to Bill Snyder, who's about 80 years old. <laughs> I mean, those are two very uh, character-esque <laughs> head coaches right there. That, that, that actually would be fun to watch, but uh, it, I don't. These two aren't two very good teams. Uh, but I am going to pick Arkansas. I get. I don't necessarily like Brett Biela by that much because he talks a lot of trash at Ohio State but I love his idea of an SEC Big Ten challenge like the Big Ten tried to do with the Pac-12 in all sports not just football they were going to carve out a week and play for 20 years everyone in their each conference and home and homes please somebody do this like the Big Ten does with the ACC in basketball it would be so much fun get it done don't tell me you can't do it it would be awesome but Remember the Alamo Bob? Oh, that's yeah. Yes, I do. Best. I thought that was rhetorical. The Alamo Bowl, Oregon versus TCU, a matchup of what if, because I had TCU in the playoffs. A lot of people had Oregon in the playoffs. They're in the Alamo Bowl. Bob, are you watching it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you said a tale of what if. It's a tale of what if Trevon Boykin and Vernon Adams stood healthy for both these teams two of the best quarterbacks they could have easily each of them been in new york nominated for a heisman or winning a heisman trophy like you said both these teams could easily have been in a college football playoff combined these two teams put up 84.9 points a game this is going to be a touchdown bonanza vernon adams and boykin are both going to be healthy for this game it's gonna be fun to watch man and you should absolutely tune into it see two of the best offenses in the game playing. But uh, in terms of a pick, I have to go with Oregon, though I could easily see it swinging the other way to TCU. I like the Horn Frogs. I'm going to pick TCU. 
But you know what this means, right? It's going to be like 12 to 9 on a game-winning field goal. Yeah, yeah, I could I mean when I when I put my stick my neck out like that, yeah, that absolutely that's going to happen. I I actually think your neck is fine. I think there's going to be a lot of scoring in this game. Yeah, it should be fun to watch for sure. Uh, we got one more game on January 2nd, the Motel 6 Cactus Bowl. Good for them for getting a sponsorship. Uh, West Virginia versus Arizona State. You watching this one, Chris? No, but I will pick. You know what? I'll pick West Virginia just for the heck of it. I'm picking Arizona State. Uh, both You're these teams aren't right, though. Yeah, neither of them are, are very impressive to begin with. So. All right, finally, we have gone through, waded through the muck. We are here back on New Year's Eve. We went through New Year's Eve and New Year's Day, but now we're back for a game. the games that we're going to watch. Now, these six bowls we're going to watch, that goes without saying, you should watch them too because these are the bowls that really, really matter in addition to the ones that we said we were interested in earlier. The rest, chop off the fat, throw it out, spend that time with your family. Oh, even spend time with your family while you're watching football. You can do yeah. that too. I mean... You can multitask, but... Yes, football isn't a Eve, solitary event. <laughs> exactly. What am I doing New Year's Eve? It starts with the Peach Bowl. Houston versus Florida State. Now, of the New Year's Six, this is probably the weakest matchup on paper, but it is always the most intriguing to see the outsider play the establishment. Houston gets to play that role this year. Very strong season. The American carrying the weight of the American on their backs, trying to legitimize the conference because these bulls are the ones that get magnified. These are the ones that say this conference is better than that. They belong, blah, blah, blah. Right or wrong, it's the way it is. So Houston has a little bit of pressure on its shoulders. Florida State finished the year strong, had that loss to Clemson, probably kept them out of the playoffs. No, definitely kept them out of the playoffs. Bob... What do you like about this matchup? And then ultimately, who do you think is going to win? Well, you, you swung it as an outsider playing against the establishment. It's also two very different teams going head-to-head. Houston with that Tom Herman spread option offense. And then Florida State with a much more traditional attack led by Dalvin Cook, who uh, if it was, weren't for the year of the running back, I mean, he might have been a Heisman winner in another year. 1,600 yards, 18 total touchdowns. I think he's averaging almost eight yards per carry this year. Uh, he had, has had a very good year. I think that gives Florida State the tool to slow down the Houston spread attack. If you ground it and pound it with Cook, you know Florida State does have a lot of athletes on defense. I, I like this game a lot. I think it'll be very fun to watch and very interesting to see. I have to lean with Florida State just because they are incredibly talented just because they also went up against some very good teams and held their own. Uh, They're just a little bit more proven. So I'm going with FSU. You're probably right, but I'm picking Houston because I love the little guys. I love seeing them on the big stage. I want them to have success. I want them to be included in the playoff. I want it to be an 18 playoff with these group of five conference champ, the highest rated getting an automatic bid. I want to see it. And I want Houston to continue to prove that the best of these conferences, these smaller conferences, can play with the big boys. So I'm picking Houston. Don't let me down. (laughs) It's a lot of pressure to put on a team. I do like Greg Ward Jr. I think he's a very exciting quarterback to watch. And it will be very fun to see him play a a very good defense in Florida State. All righty. So we're skipping over New Year's Eve. Fast forwarding to New Year's Day. We'll come back to New Year's Eve again because there are 
two other really, really big games being played on New Year's Eve. But first, we're going to have a little fiesta down in Arizona. Ohio State seems to always go to this bowl game. And they're playing Notre Dame, a team they played in 2006 when Brady Quinn played A.J. Hawk. Most of you know Brady Quinn dated and eventually married A.J. Hawk's sister. So there was that storyline then. That was seen as the launching because that was the same year USC played Texas. Notre Dame's loss was to USC. Ohio State's loss was to Texas. So it was the sort of the next man up bowl, the two teams that almost got in. Not the case this year. Well, actually, yeah, still the case this year because Ohio State lost to Michigan State. Notre Dame lost to Clemson, both agonizingly close on the last game. So very similar undertone to the two teams. Different coaches now, Urban Meyer versus Brian Kelly. Notre Dame led by Deshaun Kaiser, who played high school in Ohio, was one of the best players in Ohio, a top recruit out of there. A lot of storylines there. Ohio State trying to have so much expectations being the defending national champs. This one is probably the strongest matchup of the New Year's Six non-playoff games. Bob, who you like, who you got? Well, when you talk about the Fiesta Bowl, I'd prefer if you address it in its full name, the Battle Frog Fiesta Bowl. <laughs> yes. Okay, that is so, the best sponsorship ever, yeah. and I'm sure they paid for it in frog coins. <laughs> yeah, I, how is Battle Frog uh, sponsoring a, one of the biggest football games in the country? I don't know, um, and I don't know what to make of this matchup. It's a great matchup. These are two really good teams. I don't know how this is going to fall. I, I think it could easily go either way. Uh, interestingly enough, Notre Dame has not beaten OSU since 1936. Did you did you know that it has been that I, long? I did not know that. I wonder how many times they've played since then. Well, I do have another stat that says Ohio State has a four-game winning streak against Notre Dame. So I guess only they've only met four times since 1936. So that, it's a little deceiving because I don't think they play that regularly, but... That is a long time. Yeah, and you you would think two prestigious programs, they would find ways to meet each other in in bowl games and and late games. Notre Dame also, interestingly enough, has not won a New Year's Day Bowl since 1994. So maybe That does not surprise me. Notre Dame has had some lean years. They've had lean years, but they have not had... uh, a lean amount of opportunities. I feel like they, they, they have had lots of opportunities to, to beat that, uh, to, to win a game on new year's day that they, they, they've played in fiesta bowls before uh, the sugar bowl as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't really know how this is going to fall. I think I just have to lean towards Ohio state because they are oozing talent. And a lot of those guys are going to see this as a way to show off some of their draft skills. A lot of them are heading towards the draft, uh, Bosa, Elliot, uh, a lot of those guys on defense, they are going to be missing Adolphus Washington, but I, I, I have to go with Ohio State just because I think they're a little bit more talented and a little bit more well-coached. Well, we know who I'm picking. I'm picking Ohio State, but sadly, I think the Buckeyes woke up after they lost to Michigan State. It was too little too late. I did not expect them to destroy Michigan the way they did. They were clearly very angry about losing to Michigan State. I imagine Urban Meyer will harness that channel it into their minds for the next however many days he has had to drill it into their heads and unleash the fury on Notre Dame. I think it will be a good game, but I think Ohio State will win. Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. I think it's going to be close. Uh, I think a team is just going to pull ahead in that fourth quarter. I could easily see the Notre Dame Irish uh, pulling ahead at the end. Uh, 
they've been a team that's dealt with a lot of resiliency. Uh, they've had a lot of injuries and they've proven that they're still a really good team. So that will be a, definitely a very good game to watch. Uh, but we have more on that day. It's called the New Year's Six for a reason. Moving out west to the Rose Bowl, uh, we got Stanford versus Iowa. This is also is a very interesting matchup. Iowa is one of those teams that I still think a lot of people are doubting, whereas Stanford is the lone conference champion not invited to the college football playoff. They have one of the best stars in college football in Christian McCaffrey, famously broke Barry Sanders' all-purpose yards record for a single season. Uh, I think I have to lean towards the Cardinal in this game. Chris, who are you picking? I am not as down on Iowa as some people, or, or should I say, I'm more sold on Iowa than some people. They had Michigan State beat. It was a very entertaining Big Ten championship. And let's not forget, Stanford lost to Northwestern. Iowa beat Northwestern pretty convincingly. There is a common opponent there. I think Iowa is going to use this as a launch pad to prove, hey, we're not a fluke. Both teams have very solid defenses. Iowa probably a little bit stronger. Iowa ground and pound kind of quote-unquote game manage offense, but they are the traditional Big Ten team to the T. The question is, can they contain? And Because you're not going to stop Christian McCafferty. That is going to be fun to watch. Christian McCafferty go up against that Iowa defense and see who comes out ahead a very intriguing matchup between similarly styled teams. I think Iowa is going to win and put a stamp on what has been a... They're easily the surprise team of college football this year. Yeah, they, they absolutely have. Um, I, I don't know. I, I just don't think the, the transitive property holds up all that well. Stanford is clearly a different team than what they were when they when they lost to Northwestern, that, that week one match. Uh, I, I just... I don't value that as a reason for supporting Iowa. And I, I just think Stanford being the Pac-12 champion, winning that championship game, having McCaffrey, having Kevin Hogan at quarterback, I, I think that Stanford is is going to win this game. I will agree with you. That was a week one loss. I'm more impressed by the fact that Iowa went nip-tuck toe-to-toe with Michigan State, who a lot of people think is – the second best team in the country. I've heard people say that the Spartans proved that they were the second best team in the country after that win. Whether or not it's true or not, I, I they were seated third. But Iowa played them so tough. I think that proved it to me more than anything. I think they're gonna I think they're gonna come out with a chip on their shoulder. I think they're gonna come out wanting to prove that, hey, we have played people, we are tough, we're gonna beat this team and win the Rose Bowl. I think they're gonna do it. But it should be a great game. I think this and the Ohio State game, I'm not just saying it because it's Big Ten. I think they're, they're two of the most compelling games, bowl games, not not in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. They, they absolutely are. And uh, they could easily fall either way. Um, yeah, we'll have to see what, how that plays out. All righty. The Sugar Bowl has turned into a Big 12 SEC matchup because the two conferences have linked up there. That wasn't always the case, but generally, generally was, but wasn't always. This year, we've got Oklahoma State and Ole Miss. Again, two teams that had playoff aspirations, kind of faltered down the stretch. Ole Miss beat Alabama, but couldn't win the SEC West. Uh, Actually lost to Memphis as well. Uh, Bob, who you got? We're obviously watching this, but who you got? I think I'm going to lean 
towards Oklahoma State. Uh, Ole Miss is probably going to be missing Robert Kimdichie, who is the the heart and soul of their run game. I think that opens things up a lot more for their opponents. We saw that when Ole Miss got upset by Memphis. Uh, Memphis was able to run the ball as soon as Kimdichie left the game with a concussion. So uh, pending hit that arrest that he just had and the fall out of a window that he just had, I don't think he's going to be playing in this game, which will very much hurt Ole Miss. Uh, we talked about watching bowl games for NFL draft prospects. This is a game that is going to have a ton of first-round draft picks, maybe top 10 picks. You got Laramie Tunsil, Ole Miss left tackle. He's the highest-rated left tackle right now. You have Oklahoma State defensive end Emmanuel Ogba, the highest, the second-highest-rated defensive end, second only to Joey Bosa, the league leader in sacks right now. They're going to go head-to-head, so that's going to be a great matchup to watch if you're interested in the NFL. You got Ole Miss wide receiver Lacan Treadwell is going to be the number one wide receiver taken off the board. And if Kemdichi plays, he might be the first defensive tackle taken off the board. So tons of talent between these two teams. Uh, I just like what Oklahoma State will be able to do on offense if Ole Miss is missing one of their key players on defense. Yeah, if they're missing one of their key players on defense, I would go Oklahoma State. But I don't know, man. I get a feeling that Ole Miss is going to pull this one out just because when the Big 12 running gun offenses meet up against a team that can hit them a little bit on defense – they generally don't work out as well. So I'm going to go Ole Miss, but you're right. If their best defensive player isn't playing, that obviously is going to change the complexion of this game. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this game just we, – we talked about the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl. I think this is going to play second fiddle to those two games just in terms of pedigree and matchups. But who knows? I agree it, it, too, it, which is why I'm glad it's the last game on. I can just turn it off and go to bed early because of the four – I'm, this is the one I'm least interested in, to tell you the truth. I'm more intrigued by Houston-Florida State than I am this matchup. Yeah, I, I, I would have to agree with that. Uh, you know, I think both these teams have been very flaky throughout the year. Uh, you know, Ole Miss's loss to uh, Memphis when they were in sole control of the SEC at that point, and then Oklahoma State, the way they, they ended their year with losses to Baylor and Oklahoma consecutively, uh, they, they're just a little bit disappointing. So... I, you know, who knows? It's probably going to turn out to be the most entertaining match of the day, but uh, just in terms of heading into it, it, it's isn't piquing my interest like the others. We have just ensured that the other three games will be like fifty-nine and nothing blowouts, and this will be like a triple overtime thriller, though. Yeah, most likely that's usually how it works. All righty, going back in time again, back to New Year's Eve. These are the four, two games that actually matter because they're going to decide who plays for the national championship. New Year's Eve, December 31st, the Orange Bowl and the Cotton Bowl. We'll start with the first one on the slate, Clemson versus Oklahoma. Again, you know, two great quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson and Baker Mayfield. Very similar styles in the sense that they play up-tempo. They're mobile quarterbacks. A lot of offense I would expect out of this game. Bob, what do you like about the matchup? And um, we'll pick it. At the end, we're going to pick the national championship game at the end. So just going to talk about the matchup, kind of tease you guys just a little bit here. But, Bob, what do you like about this game? Well, I, I like the quarterback matchup. Obviously, you know, Deshaun Watson finished third in Heisman voting. Baker Mayfield finished fourth. I mean, these two guys are the real deal when it comes to quarterback play in 2015 in college football. Both can make 
plays with their legs. Deshaun Watson does it on design run plays and run option plays. Baker Mayfield does it uh, when he scrambles, when the play breaks down, when the pocket breaks down. He just makes things happen. He has some magic in him. I, I am a big Baker Mayfield fan. I really like watching him play. Uh, who would have thought that after the Sooners lost to Clemson last year in the Russell Athletic Bowl 40-6 to that these two teams would be playing in the college football playoff in 2015? Uh, it's a great matchup, and that's a great story that this is, we had this bowl game last year, and now it's a college football playoff game a, a year later for these teams. Oklahoma definitely has to have a chip on its shoulder from that. It has to have a chip on his shoulder from Baker Mayfield getting left out on the invite to New York. So uh, Oklahoma is definitely feeling like an underdog, I think. Oh, I certainly think so. If Oklahoma is not motivated by that beatdown Clemson gave them in the Russell Athletic Bowl last year, don't know what is. Oh, maybe Baker Mayfield not even being invited to New York. We both thought he would be among, they would invite four. Can't believe they didn't. He had a good enough season that he should have gotten an invitation. So... I certainly think there's a lot of extra motivation for Oklahoma. And Clemson has faltered a little bit down the stretch. Yes, they've won all their games. But down the stretch, they kind of struggled against some teams a little bit off. Maybe the the rest will help reset them a little bit. I think that's that's a big element. It's hard to predict these games because the rest throws an extra wrinkle into this. So it's going to certainly be a fun matchup on paper. I think it will deliver. I think there'll be a lot of scoring. And we'll see who we pick in just a second after we go through the Cotton Bowl here, which I think is probably the best matchup of the bowl season. You got Alabama-Michigan State. You got two teams that are built around defense. You got two teams that are smash mouth in every sense. You've got Nick Saban, who used to coach Michigan State. You got Mark D'Antonio, who has built Michigan State into a legitimate power. And this season was the stamp on everything that he has worked for for the last going on like nine, ten years now. So the Spartans... Crimson Tide, I think this is easily the best matchup of the bowl season, not counting the national championship. Bob, what do you like about it? I like everything that you said. Uh, This is absolutely two teams, pro-style offenses. That means that they are going to line up in traditional sets and try to run the ball uh, down the other team's throat. And both these teams are built to stop the run. Uh, You know, Alabama is is a running back killer. They are a brick wall up front. They have been all year. Uh, you know, Leonard Fournette is still trying to figure out what happened to him when 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 they played. So, this is a classic game, the exact opposite style of game that we're going to see Oklahoma versus Clemson, which I think for the common viewer might be a little bit more entertaining than what's going to happen Michigan State versus Alabama. That's not to say there isn't going to be drama in it, and I think this game, you know, the the Big Ten has had a has been hated on for a while and has a very big chip on its shoulder. And for all the fans of the Big Ten, I think this is the game right here. If Michigan State is able to beat Alabama, you know, the SEC is going to come toppling down and it's really going to be, you know, the Big Ten is going to be ascending. And, you know, you could add up all the other bowl games that happen, SEC versus Big Ten or SEC overall record. I think what happens right here in the college football playoff, Michigan State versus Alabama, that's going to determine the narrative of the best conference in the nation for the next couple of years because of Alabama's loss to Ohio State last year. And the fact that the Big Ten won the national championship last year, as you mentioned, Ohio State 
starting the tide. Last year's bowl season started it too. Wisconsin got a win over Auburn. Michigan State came back and beat Baylor in the Cotton Bowl. The Big Ten had multiple big New Year's Day wins last year. If they can follow it up again, maybe Ohio State pulling the Fiesta Bowl. Iowa pulling the Rose Bowl, Northwestern, Michigan. If they get those four combined with this or even three out of those four with this, they need this game because it's not just the Cotton Bowl. It's not just a playoff game. It's Alabama. It's the best the SEC has to offer. They need this game to really, really make a dent, to put a team in the national championship game two straight years would officially Make the renaissance complete. It's been building since last bowl season. This is it. The Big Ten has a chance to really seize control of that momentum of being looked at as one of, if not the best conference in America. A lot on the line for the Big Ten, but a lot on the line for both teams as well. I don't think the two teams themselves will be thinking about that, though it certainly will be a motivating factor. Um, for the Big Ten teams, because I think they do take it personally, even if if they don't say it publicly. Michigan State, Alabama, I think this is just going to be a fantastic matchup, a fantastic football game. These are the kind of teams I like watching. I think Connor Cook might be the difference, and I think that's going to be the key. Can Connor Cook beat Alabama through the air? Because that's how you get to Alabama. When you mentioned that wall up front, they crush running backs. You have to be two-dimensional against Alabama. Can Connor Cook slash through that defense? And if he does, he may play his way up that draft board because people are talking about him as a first-round pick, as it is. All right, Bob. Everything we've said in this podcast has been building to this moment. We made our preseason picks. One of my teams is still alive. One of my title teams. Well, so is mine. One of mine. That's true. That's true. You're right. Yeah, sit down. Hey, hey, come on. Come on. I'm just, I was just saying. Anyway, this is the real thing. Who, which two teams do you have playing in the national title and who do you have winning it all? Uh, I, I think Oklahoma is going to beat Clemson. I think Oklahoma of these four teams is the hottest team, uh, the most deadly team right now. So I think they are going to be in that uh, championship game. And I think Michigan State is going to be Alabama. Uh, it might have been a different case if there weren't rumors swirling about Lane Kiffin and if Kirby Smart wasn't. He's already the head coach of Georgia. He's recruiting for them. They had a pref- press conference. I don't know how he's game planning and recruiting at the same time. So I just I, I think the game's going to be close, but I think that Alabama just isn't going to be all there like they should be and i'm picking michigan state so i got msu versus oklahoma and i I, like i said i think oklahoma is the hottest team in the country i think they're going to ride this thing into a national title their first one since the year 2000 uh herman for ohio state last year the 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 offensive coordinators out of houston um he dealt with the same thing as well so i don't like this about the bull season i think that college teams should not be allowed to hire until after the national championship game. If you are a loser team that has to hire a coach, you should wait until the end of the bowl season. Because you are a loser team, you don't deserve an recruiting advantage. No, you should not be allowed to hire a new head coach until after the national championship game. That's your punishment for being a loser team and having to fire your coach. Period. End of story. I'm sick and tired of good teams getting punished by loser teams that poach their coaches. End of my soapbox. I agree, Michigan State over Alabama, 
I think Oklahoma will beat Clemson, so I agree on that one as well. I'm picking the Big Ten. Michigan State wins it all. Two in a row, baby. The tide is turning. I could easily see it happening. I could I could see all four of these teams winning. That's why they're in the college football playoff. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to argue with that. I mean, I, I yeah, it's a it's a good pick. I, I think anything is is gonna anything can happen right now. Well, we have the same two teams. I just have a different one winning. So I mean, it's not like we're that different. Um, but I think that. The semifinal games are great because you have two similar teams playing. The championship's going to be great because you have two different teams playing. You're going to have a really strong smash mouth team against a spread team that likes to kind of get up and down the field. So I think it's going to be a very intriguing semifinal and final, no matter who of the how you shake it out. It's going to be fun to see the conflict of styles play out in the national championship. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of the opposite of what happened last year with FSU versus... Oregon and OSU versus Alabama those were two two games of opposing styles that then fed into two spread teams playing each other it's going to be kind of opposites and that's that's good like I, I like seeing different styles and different uh teams from from different parts of the country going head to head that's the best part of the bowl season oh yes these big games between good conference teams are the best part of the bowl season which is why I like Brett Bielema's idea of a inner conference challenge. Somebody step up and make it happen. I hope it's the Big Ten. So anyway, guys, as my brother said earlier in the podcast, we cannot thank you enough for your support throughout these 61 episodes in 2015. We launched this website, FenleyRoadSports.com, right after the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl recap was our first podcast. So we're almost closing in on a true year but we have completed our first calendar year and it has been a blast. We will be back in 2016 bringing more sports talk to you. We will have a ton to catch up about when we come back after our mini vacation for the holidays, spend time with our family to fully digest all this football. We're going to have the NFL playoffs starting. We're going to have a college football championship to talk about. We're going to have a lot of bowl games to recap. And the NBA will finally start heating up because Christmas Day, there's going to be some fun matchups as well. This is all football, all college football. We'll get to all the other sports later. We're off the week of the 28th. We're back after New Year's. Thank you so much for all your support. Please continue to listen to our podcast. Subscribe to Fenley Road Sports' What Are You Talking About on iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter. Find us on Instagram. That's Fenley Road Sports, FenleyRoadSports.com. And please, thank you for all your support. It means the world. All right. I'll talk to you soon, Chris. Happy New Year, Bob.